and faggots out there. It's me, Evil Jeff, and this is episode 41 of CBQ Legacy. That's right, Comic Book Queers has lasted for 41 issues, which may be longer than certain X-books that are out right now. (laughs) I'm here with my fun-loving host, Brett. What's up, lezzies and faggots? Hey. Hey. Um, let's, uh... Let's get to it. We've we you know we had an amazing show last time where we interviewed someone, but then that means we're a week behind on 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 events, and we had we missed a week, so we're like we are. There's so much we need to catch up on. We have some catching up to do, and so I think that's going to be the theme of the show: is Jeff and Brett catching up on stuff, catching up, catch up with uh, us, won't you? Yes. So uh, since we've been gone, um, yeah, we yeah. can breathe. For the first time, uh, no, we um, we the end of Legion happened. Uh, the season finale. We never Legion. talked about it. We never talked about the end of Legion. What do you think? Um, it was uh, so. I think this season was kind of all over the place in retrospect. Yes, uh, it was a season of very cool moments. I have so many questions. Not questions yeah. like, what did this mean? Like, questions like, what the fuck was that and what happened and who was that? More of those things. Um, I, yeah. I was not surprised that it ended with kind of a, is he or isn't he a supervillain turn for Legion? Yeah. Um, I, I did feel like the finale kind of fell flat a little bit. It was kind of disorganized. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I felt the twist, there wasn't like a big, huge twist. And I think the problem with this season is the most interesting stuff was like the one-off episodes. Yeah. That didn't really have anything to do with the ongoing arc of the show. And I think the arc of the show just wasn't that strong. And I'm going to throw out there what I think the problem is. I honestly feel... uh, the guy playing Farouk mm-hmm. is a great actor and he's great, but taking, but the turn taking making Farouk separate from Aubrey Plaza's character Lenny, I think was a mistake. I think she should have stayed the evil Shadow King. I think that would have been more interesting. I completely agree. It would have been a tighter narrative. The season definitely suffered from. We have Aubrey Plaza, great talent, famous. What do we do? With what do we do with her? It the, the finale, the final moment, even reeked of that. Of yeah. Well, I'm bad. No, I might as well take Aubrey Plaza with me. Yeah. Uh, but I did like they showed that future where he had the high legion hair and the legion costume, and she was like pregnant next to him. Mm-hmm. And he was on a skulls and bodies and. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, so. I, they did try to build up, like whenever they bring in a future character, I feel like there needs to be a moment where you see the timeline get avoided. And, you know, you know, like I cite like Bishop, like, you know, we always knew about that moment where Bishop like saw the screen with Gene on it. And then it took years and years to kind of define what that was. And it turned out it was Onslaught. There's always like a moment for uh, that we have to. Like, this is the moment. This is it. We got to do it. Something needs to... Oh, 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 look at that. Oh, what a twist. Like, that didn't happen. They fought yeah. Legion and the Shadow King. Aubrey Plaza hit the um, the the big pitch, the tuning fork, the choke. That's what it's called, the choke. She hit the choke with the bullet, so they lost their powers. We got to the moment where Legion was going to kill Farouk with the rock. But Sid comes in but Sid and tries comes to shoot in. him. And tries to shoot him. That's where the finale lost me. Is that Sid... I, I, I guess it sounded better on paper. Where Sid realizes that David has been the villain all along. But David is such a sympathetic character. I didn't... When she was like, you're the villain. I was like, no, he's not. But also, she was like, you're the villain because the Shadow King showed it to me. I'm like, right. why the fuck are you trusting anything the Shadow King is saying? A lot was wasted. I just felt like a lot was wasted in that season. They set up with no payoff. Like it, it, 
Does the Shadow King... I can't even remember now. What happens to the Shadow King at the end? He just lives. He's just like chilling. So he's just alive. Yes. And then they, they, oh, because they were going to have the trial, but it was a trick to trap David. Right. And then he escapes. Right. So yeah, I guess season little... three, season three is now going to be the reason future Sid said, don't kill the Shadow King. Because now we've got our heroes maybe taking on David, but they've got the Shadow King as their ally as if he's not going to betray them. Yeah. And I felt it would have been way more interesting if they actually started matching the timeline. I think Sid should have lost her arm and the Shadow King should have died. Yeah. And that would be more interesting of like, oh shit, it's all happening anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, <sighs> I, I love it so much. I love the creative. I love the aesthetic. I love the actors. I love all of it. it just, I, I'm kind of like, what happened? It, it's kind of so easy to just be cool with this, but it, it just kind of unraveled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what a shame. But, you know, but I'll be there for season three, so. I'll be there for season three, too. But season three, I'm looking at my watch. Yeah. Time is Time's ticking. up. <laughs> Time is what up. else has been going on? What else have we missed? Um, well, this one wasn't something we missed last week, but um, I would love to start talking about these comic books of ours. The one that's popping in my head first is Multiple Man number one. By Matthew Rosenberg Multiple man. and Andy McDonald. Multiple Man. Written by Matthew Rosenberg, who is carving out a little corner in the X-Universe for himself, isn't he? What else has he written? He's writing, uh, he wrote Phoenix Resurrection. Oh, right. Uh, New Mutants. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now um, he's got Multiple Man. And he's, gonna, he's coming up on Astonishing. He's going to write the next arc of Astonishing X-Men. Yeah, well, I had a big problem with Multiple Man. Talk to me, girl. I just don't like it when people just ignore, um, when they ignore the previous run. It's one thing, I think it's most egregious when you get things wrong. I think it's then secondly egregious when you just ignore. Well. And and I need to know what the fuck happened to Layla Miller. Okay. And I need to know, so in this world, if the the prime Jamie Madrox dies, then that means any dupe dies, is the theory, right? Yes, except this one experimented on himself. So that means the other dupe living his life as a priest just upped and died. <laughs> like, I want to know, like, about that stuff. Because there were other Jamies living other lives and that weren't by the Terrigen Mist. So I would have found that very interesting, showing that world where they die. Where the fuck is Layla Miller? Layla fucking... Not Layla Miller. Yeah. What's her name? Layla oh, is it Layla? No, that's Layla Cheney. I always mix those two yeah. names up. Yeah, you mean Layla Miller. But yeah, Miller. Where's, where's fucking Layla Miller? Well, where? He, he did say she's not going to be in this one because it's kind of like you're taking the concept of the character and doing a new story. Like He, he very much is ignoring continuity and history and i think kind of the exit strategy I don't like that. well the exit strategy out of that is this isn't jamie this isn't the jamie that was involved in any of that stuff this was such an isolated dupe that none of that applies yeah he wasn't there but then suddenly we we're in time travel stuff and i yeah i'm so over that yeah too. i mean i think you know you were probably expecting a different story this seems to be just kind of like I don't want to say a reinvention of multiple man well it is because this is supposed to be scientist multiple man when the previous one was private I Peter David multiple man sorry that one was a million times cooler yeah and that's the thing it's like we so, want we want our Jamie back and that's not or or give me something better but if you're not going to be as good as x-factor investigations yeah then which is I hard. don't care yeah I don't care. Well, it's only the first issue, but it is, it's like you do get a, at the end, there's all these, there's time travel. All of these characters show up. You've got a Hulk, a Deadpool, someone like a cross between Cloak and Doctor Strange and Cable. And you just think that they're like, you know, different versions of these characters and they're attacking the mansion. <laughs> they're attacking, oh, Evil Jeff has got a cold, by the way. They're attacking Sorry. the mansion and you're like, oh, wait, these are all, Madroxes. It's Hulk. It's a Madrox Hulk. It's a Madrox Sorcerer. It's a Madrox Deadpool. 
And at that moment, you can, to me, choose to react one of two ways. You can kind of roll your eyes or you can be like, okay, this is going to be fun. Let's see what kind of kooky stuff happens. And I think it's rolling your eyes means you're not going to accept the fact that this is not X Factor Investigations. And then being like, okay, whatever, let's, it's kooky is kind of like accepting that. But do you want to accept that? Should you? Are you accepting it? I, I am because I have no choice. We all have a choice. But I can I can stamp my feet and say, I want my X Factor investigations. I want my X Factor and get X investigations. I want my bike. I want my bike. Um, well, here's the thing. I wasn't I wasn't bored. Right. He's a good enough writer that he keeps me entertained. So I will keep reading. Yes. I think the most worst thing you can do is where I'm like, this is too complicated. I don't know what's going on in this boring. So he's not doing that. Right now, I just have just my own ethical problems of where everything yeah. is going. So I will stay on board to see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. And I, like to me, it's it's funny. The, the line where Beast says, this is why people find you so annoying, Jamie. It took me a moment because I thought to myself, do we think Jamie is annoying? Is that, is that what we think? I never thought Jamie was annoying. I think Jamie is so cool. Sure, he's a little bumbling. He's kind of an idiot. He's kind of like Yorick. He was kind of annoying in the very beginning X Factor. Yeah. Like when it was Havoc, Polaris, Strong Guy, Wolvesbane, Multiple Man X Factor. Mm-hmm. Um, that was. And I felt, it was just me, the artist seemed like, um, what was the name? Alan Chung Wannabe. Oh. From Young well, Avengers. Yes, you mean Jim. Jim Chung, yeah. Yes. Wasn't Alan something who wrote it? Anyway, um, yeah, yes, I agree. I agree with it. But I like that style, so I kind of liked it. Yeah, I like it. I like the book. I really did. I like the book. I just, as I'm flipping, you're having that experience of, oh, it's not going to be like noir, Jamie and Siren and Layla, and okay, okay. Even though multiple man was there, I mean, um, strong guy was there in the beginning. You're like, oh, oh, oh Wolf Spain, strong. Guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's issue one. You never know. I think it's a five-issue limited series. Yeah, and he's been writing New Mutants. Yeah, which you love. Well. Yeah. Um, which, which we need to catch up on. You were loving it. How do you feel about it? Now? I, that issue, issue number four, uh, loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Even in retrospect, I'm thinking back to the series run so far, and I do like it. I do like it. I think it was a case of me expecting something different and I got this and I was like, mm, do I want this? How I am right now with multiple. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of how I was with New Mutants. <laughs> but now I've swallowed the pill and I'm like, all right, this is fun. But I will say, issue four, where they where it was just kind of a big, I'll call it a fake out sequence. Yeah. Um, it really worked. I typically hate that kind of like denial at the end, like just kidding. This was in everyone. This was in her head. Um, yeah. Cause for those that. who hadn't read it, she, the plane, they're trying to save a, a plane from crashing and apparently it ends with it blowing up and then Richter dies. Right. And I couldn't know, was it established in that, that every, that the passengers died too? Yes, it was. And I love how there she was like, Richter, Richter. I'm like, what about all the other people? Oh, she's a demon sorceress. I, she doesn't care. I didn't know them. I don't know her. I don't know um, her. <laughs> but yeah, but then Alana was very upset by all of, by, by not being able to save him. Very upset. And that's what I loved about it. You don't, and then it turns out at the end, like the whole timeline of Richter dying and Ilyana having to deal with the death and be at the funeral and just feel that it was her responsibility and what it means to be a leader. All of that um, was kind of a demonic trick by the villain of the book, Karma's brother, uh, who is a spirit. So is how different, I have a question. I, I didn't read, I don't remember the, I didn't really get into new mutants until uh, Sankovic showed up, okay. which is usually I think after Karma left, and then Karma didn't come back until she was all fat. Yeah, well, yeah, that whole possessed thing. by the Shadow King. Yeah. Um, so right now the brother thing with Karma seems very similar to Monet and Emplate. Yeah, well, Karma was always about looking for her twin siblings that were missing, very much like Monet. 
brother who is missing, or are they twins? No, because they have the other, the little twins. Yeah. Um, it is very similar in like, and then and then I don't know what happened with the siblings. I think that got weird and '90s and complicated and stupid. Um, but it ended with the death of one of them. But turns out he's not dead, or he is, but he's a spirit. But this isn't because there were the twins. I do remember Psylocke's first appearance is in the New Mutants annual number 12. And Karma's um, younger brother and sister are sucked into Mojo World. Okay. And they have the power together. When they hold hands, they can age and de-age people. What? And that was their mutant power. You don't remember this? No. Listen, I didn't get into New Mutants until like late into Seinkevich, like after, like fall of the mutants. Did you not read how Psylocke became an X-Man? That happened in like Mutant Massacre. No, yeah, but how did she, she, but, but she just showed up. She was just there. Oh, I. New Mutants Annual oh, I didn't is know that. how she got there. I didn't know that. Are I, you she kidding? Was, she was it's just a amazing. lady in the it's house. It's written by Alan, it's drawn by, it's written by Chris Claremont and drawn by Alan Davis. I gotta read it's it. It's full on um, Alan Davis Excalibur. Like here, the the quick of the plot is Moj because you know Psylocke um, is blind, having battled um, Slaymaster. Slaymaster and uh, Spiral shows up and kidnaps Psylocke and gives her bionic eyes. Mm-hmm. And but now she's hosting this show called The Wild Ways, and she sucks in Karma's kids. Um, this these people that are alfalfa and like they're from like the little they're like characters from the little rascals i didn't get that part what? i didn't understand it i didn't understand it but then it was also bobby and rain were sucked in too and uh the only and then in it they send like fake versions of bobby and rain and they end up getting killed and the only person that ends up being left is cypher and Cypher and Warlock, and they realize, like, oh, these are, like, fake bodies. These are, like, Mojo World bodies. We need to go find where the real Rain and Bobby are. And they end up going to the Mojo World, and they end up um, saving... Um, and then Captain Britain is there, but he was de-aged. And then all of the new mutants are there, and they've been aged into full-on adults of <gasps> the both strength of their powers. And that's because it's the, the two um, twins... Karma's younger twins have those powers, and then they've never been used ever again. Which I, I thought their powers were really this. cool. It was aw- it was really good, and then in the end, they have this huge psychic bond because Cipher Doug Ramsey has to save Psylocke, and when he saves her, like he finds her naked, and then she's like, "We shared this psychic bond." And at the end of it, um, Danny Moonstar is like, "What are we gonna do about how in love you are with Betsy?" Because she's going to stay with us. She's going to stay with the X-Men now. And he's like, I don't know. And he's like looking at her. And then Betsy's like looking up like, it's such a, she's like, I can read your thoughts. And I know how you feel about me. Like she's thinking this to herself and Chris Claremont bubbling, (laughs) like bubble thoughts. And then she's like, but if only you knew how I felt about you too. And I'm like, he's like 14. He's 14 years old. you're an adult. So... Um, but anyway, it's amazing. You have to read it. It's really good. That was great. But anyway, Karma's Kids, New Mutants, that's okay. what we're talking about. So, yeah, where are the – but this brother, this is a separate brother and not part of those twins, No, right? I think he's one of the twins. Well, God damn it! I need to straighten out the Marvel Universe. I think I need to take over. What I really you, do. What would you do? You would make him a third Karma brother? No, I would just be like – as someone who read everything, I'm going to yeah. be like, this all Tie needs to together. make sense, people. Tie it the fuck together. You know who's good okay? is that Ed Piscor. Get that Ed Piscor on it. He'll he'll give you a tight narrative. Wait, who's that? He's the guy that does the X-Men Grand Design. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get that guy. Do it. But uh, but that's being said is they need to pull something together because I don't know if you're aware of this. X-Men sales are at an all-time low. <gasps> really? Did you know that the X-Men do are do the worst? They do worse than Spider-Man and all the Avengers books? Wow. And so much that Blue, X-Men Blue and X-Men Gold have been canceled. They have been canceled. Yes, they have. Canceled. Yeah, they absolutely have so been canceled. So they're still keeping X-Men red. There's Astonishing X-Men. And then there is Mr. Mr. and, and Mrs. Mrs. X. X. Yep. And that's it. There will be more. 
There will be more, but that's the thing is they keep they're probably going to bring back Uncanny. Yeah, and Uncanny will be is number one. Yeah, there will be a huge Uncanny X Men number one time. That this will be the fourth. Well, that's the sad uncanny. part. Uncanny. That's what you do to raise sales in books. You you give it. You make it a shine. You polish it again. You make it a shiny new object again. And then by issue four, they'll go to the old numbering, and it will be like yeah. issue like five hundred or six hundred or something. There's also a Uncanny X Force book. I believe that's the title. Uncanny X Force. They just announced it's going to be. Sabretooth, Domino, um, Omega Red, uh, M- Mystique. Omega Red's a bad guy. Not anymore. No. Yeah, and their costumes, sometimes Wait, they introduce this in orange. I think when they do Uncanny X-Force, they have an orange color to them, and I hate it. Um, let me Google Wait, it. Wait, does that mean Weapon? I thought Weapon X was still a thing. Oh, it's called Weapon X-Force. Excuse me. The book is called Weapon, Weapon X-Force. X-Force. Um, full team lineup revealed, of course, on comicbookresources.com. I'd like to go on a tangent about them for a second. Um, oh, if this team is... Uh, Give it to me. Sabretooth, Domino, Omega Red, Lady Deathstrike, and Mystique. Um, see you after your cancellation notice in four issues, Weapon X-Force. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I can't even be mad because it'll Who just Who cares about this? Who's writing it? Uh, nobody. Who cares? Oh, uh, written by Greg Pak and Fred Van Lente, with art by yeah. Yildare Sinar. Who cares? Hey, hey, Weapon X Force, good name. Uh, it's Sabretooth, Domino, Omega Red, Lady Deathstrike, Mystique, all with a little splash of orange. I say this. Who cares? Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, but yeah, gold and blue canceled. Golden, Golden Blue, Blue canceled. canceled. Well, we'll get to Golden Blue in a second. Um, there's this is always a scary time because you never know which characters are on the chopping block. You know, you never know which characters are now destined for limbo. It happened when Resurrection started, and we got Gold and Blue and Cable. Emma was gone. Yeah, it's gonna happen again. So, can we please save Emma? For whatever we're doing, let me tell you who else I want to save is Ilyana because really quickly about New Mutants number four again, we really got inside her head and that's never happened. Yeah. Finally, like a writer is like, let's see what makes Ilyana tick. Let's see what she, how she feels about stuff instead of just standing there in the background with these black things coming out of the back of her head. Well, I will say she was actually most interesting at the first New Mutants relaunch when it was all the original one and Ileana just came back from the dead. Mm-hmm. And so she was kind of the soulless Ileana. Yeah. And there was, she would just be talking to people like, well, let's just murder them. And like, you know, like magma would be like, wait, what? <laughs> like she was just super like psychopathic and kind <laughs> of, she was way, I, I, and then she just kind of became like her, like they kind of like, brushed that away by the time she got to uncanny x-men yeah i think the worst thing that ever happened to her like was when she was brought up to x-men proper and when she was on team emma and scott i was like you're so boring like you're just the the stand there teleporter so i like that she's she was explored thank you matthew rosenberg for that so if we're doing new books to to cover gold and blue then let's include emma and iliana that's all i'm saying yes let's get some blonde if you're gonna make a new if new x book let's Fucking put Psylocke and Emma on there. I need Psylocke in a damn book, too. I want Magic to start to do her hair like Kate Blanchett in Ocean's 8. No, she can't ever lose the bangs. No, she the bangs are, are like everything. Bangs. The bangs are everything. Oh, but like a short, a short yeah. choppy bang. But the, the, I agree with The that. choppy bangs that Kate Blanchett's rocking in that movie, I, they should have their own book. Um, didn't, didn't The Century come out, too? It did. Um, I didn't read it. I loved it. I hate him. Um, so I, you know what? I read it because I hate him. And I'm like, you know what, Marvel? If you're going to bring this century motherfucker back, let me see it. Let me see what you're doing. I want to see what you well, got what, on. Did it connect to Doctor Strange? Yes. In, incredibly so. So the way that Sentry keeps the void in check is... He lives a normal life on Earth. He never beca- He's just Bob Reynolds. He never becomes the Sentry. He never becomes um, the Void. 
Every day for one hour, he has to go into a pocket universe that Doctor Strange created where he's basically like um, like either Miracle Man or like Captain Marvel where he's got like Mary Marvel and Kid Marvel and the dog. Like it's very Sentry as Superman in this pocket universe. Like he's got Lady Sentry and Kid Sentry and Centro. Uh, I don't know if those are their okay. names. So, and, he, and they fight the Void and it's very... Like Shazam, drink your milk, kids, comic bookie. And he has to, that's his therapy. Like, so he gets the void and the century out by having this kind of fictional superhero pocket universe that he has adventures in, uh, created by Doctor Strange. Then he'll leave, and Kid Century will be like, oh, shuck, Century, I sure wish you weren't leaving. It's so cool. And, um, so basically, Sentry is just like a sad construction worker. He's kind of like out of shape on Earth, but then when he goes in the pocket universe, he's all like muscled up. Um, it ends with, and he goes in and out of a door, a chamber to go in and out of the universe. It ends with Kid Sentry and the dog standing in front of the chamber, awaiting Sentry to come back from our Earth to come for our, for his hour. Like, oh boy, here he comes, and then you don't see who comes through the door. But all of a sudden, somebody, like, gro- gruesomely murders Kid Sentry and the dog. Oh, God. And it's got, the like, thought speech balloons like The Void. And he's like, yeah, I think I'm really going to love this place. While, like, bloodied, impaled dog and kid are on the ground. I was like, ooh, How that... How old is he? Uh, the kid? No, the dog. Yes, the kid. <laughs> 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 in dog years um the kid he's like he's like a, he's like robin he's he's just robin okay yeah that sounds really good actually it's it was very cool i was surprised by the concept i really liked it it was um uh very it just feels very delicate it feels like oof, this thing could go at any minute and when it does there's gonna be trouble all right, cool. Yeah. All right, well, that sounds interesting. I like that. Yeah, no, it was good. I, I recommend it. I recommend Century Number 1, Jeff Lemire and Kim Jacinto. Um, but Ilana also made an appearance, speaking good and going back to her. Mm-hmm. She had a big uh, pivotal plot line in X-Men Gold, the wedding issue. We have not talked about that wedding, bitch. We got to catch up. Um, Spoiler alert, Kitty and Colossus don't get married. But somebody does. Somebody does. And as you know, Mr. and Mrs. X is a new comic book release starring Rogue and Gambit. Yes, that is right, listeners. Rogue and Gambit decided like, hey, since they're not getting married and there's a wedding already happening, why don't we get married instead? What did you think as you were reading that book and as that... (coughs) As all those developments happened. I, here was the main problem that they just didn't sell me on. I actually felt it was well written. I loved how Kitty kept phasing when he tried to put the ring on. Mm -hmm. And that's when she realized she knew she couldn't marry him. I like Rogue and Gambit getting married instead. Oh, yeah. I like all of that. I like it. The thing I just did not that I, they'd never sold me on was why Kitty and Colossus wouldn't get married. Well, I mean, weren't we, we have been complaining for the past few shows about Kitty and Peter constantly being like, I don't know if I can go through with it. I don't know if I want to do You're this. Like, why? And we were like, why? Why, why, why? And now we know because it was just all runway to this twist moment. But it's not a twist because there still wasn't a fucking reason. No, the twist is that Rogue and Gabba got married instead. And Ilana was just like, I don't think you should get married. I mean, I feel like it should, just should have happened by now. So Ilana... And then I'm like, that same shit. You could say that about Rogue and, and Gambit, for Christ's oh, sake. Oh, but you know what? It felt very... Rogue and Gambit felt very... Um, girl. Rogue and Gambit felt very natural because having read the limited series where they're on the couple's island, they reconciled a lot of their shit like, if that limited yes. series did not yes. happen and they did that twist moment, I'd be like, what the fuck? But yes. I watched Rogan Gambit kind of unpack their stuff. And I loved yeah, but it. Then, but then Kitty and Colossus could. Uh, their stuff, they had way less to unpack. Oh, they, I don't even know. I, like, I don't even know. They thought their suitcases. Like, I don't even know <laughs> what the analogy is for what they were doing. 
But it's like, oh, remember when I was underage and we were hooking up? Oh, remember when I was underage and we were hooking up and then you fucked and got some bitch pregnant on another planet? Right. Oh, and but we're, that wasn't the problem? <laughs> like, where were your good moments, Kitty and Peter? Yeah. Well, the best moments, Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon, Kitty and Peter was the oh, best. Yeah. Oh, God. But that issue, you know what? I te- I was kind of teary-eyed for most of that issue because that felt like such an X-Men issue. Like, in, like an X-Men book has not... That's why the X-Men books ain't selling because they don't feel like that anymore. Yeah, they're trying so hard. It's the Cheers problem. Cheers was one of the best shows on TV. But Cheers was also the lowest rated um, sitcom when it debuted. It got the it had the lowest rating on all of the TV shows, and they let it go for a whole season to kind of find itself. Mm-hmm. And I feel that right now everyone is like, "Oh, you have two issues to make sales, or we're going to cancel you." That it, it kind of just is. Everyone wants to do a huge twist, a huge villain and huge action and they're forgetting to actually tell a story and have character development you know you're so right and i'm actually so glad drew is not in the room right now producer drew because we got into an argument last night i was like you're watching luke cage he's like yeah it's the worst i was like are you out of your goddamn mind it is the best i like it better than oh Jessica because Jones there's no one. not enough action yeah and he's like i don't care about this drama with his father i'm like i do i haven't watched any of luke cage let me tell you it's fucking great and let me tell you, if you are a Misty Knight fan, watch this show. I guess this is my do. I I should just watch it because then I was like, before I watch Luke Cage, I need to catch up on Daredevil. But Daredevil no. was so boring. No, Luke Cage and then is I was like, so. I need to do the Defenders, and the Defenders no. was so boring. No, it's so separate. It's it's so separate. I mean, obviously, I, I haven't gotten all the but way I, through. But do I need to see season one then before I start season two? Um. I think so. Or should I? I mean, is season one good enough to, yeah, to watch? I'm in love with season Like, you have to understand, I am obsessed with Luke Cage. I recommend it to everybody. It fucking Mahershala. I mean, he's hot as it's fuck. It's got Mahershala so, I mean, Ali in be... it. Yeah. Like, it's so good. It's so good. The style. Um, the Luke is... The, the, Mike Coulter leaves a little bit to be desired from an acting standpoint. Um, but he's great and he's charming and he's absolutely fucking Luke Cage. Alfre Woodard as Black Mariah yeah. is fantastic. Mahershala as Cottonmouth. Um, it just it, it it leans into the black exploitation genre so hard with a big twist in the middle involving Diamondback. It, it it's so great. It's got such so- style, such soul. Like it is so it is so fucking black that it it is so rich and good and cool and interesting and it's steeped in history and drama and family and anger oh, it is fucking great and it's so cool all the fucking episodes are named after gangstar songs i'm a big hip-hop fan this season all the song all the titles of the episodes are named after pete rock and seal smooth songs I, like it is so it it's it is it has no doubt what its voice is and it, it's so good i love that Oh my God, just Luke Cage, just the shit they said, the way it's written. It is so well written. I love it. I It is absolutely the best season two show. It is absolutely better than Daredevil and Jessica Jones season two. It's so much better than Defenders. Fucking love it. Watch it. But saying, I like it because of the drama. X-Men. Drama. Soap opera. We just um, talked about, we just talked about X-Men and soap opera last week, fools. Uh, speaking of X-Men, X-Men Blue, your your hero is going to, next issue is going to be the bomb. Um, can't wait, because this issue was just a setup for the last line, which was like, Dakin, like, Magneto's got a hit list. Next up on it is your white queen. I'm like, let's do this. Yeah, thank God they just got rid of this whole poison character oh, and the whole... what is that junk? All of that was garbage. It is junk. Garbage. Because oh, was it was it like a Venom type thing? Yeah, I think that's just we wouldn't read that like Venom crossover. That's what they went. Oh, it was all stupid. Looks like a bunch of polyps. And then it was like, like talking about remember Gene when you were fighting it. I'm like no, because I didn't read any of it. That's when she was like, I died and came back from these things. I'm like, oh, it was these fucking things that killed you. And that oh god. <laughs> And why do they think they're friends with Jimmy Hudson? You never even talk to him. 
And then they're trying to establish like Cyclops is jealous because she thinks he's cute. Yeah, they're trying to they're do like a trying Wolverine thing. Trying to bring back thing. the whole Wolverine. Tra- Jimmy Hudson. And Jimmy Hudson. You know Wolverine. That's the other thing. Jimmy Hudson. He did not show up until the second um, generation of the X Men Ultimate X Men. It's not even like he, and that it, that only lasted for like five issues. It's not like he was part of the original Ultimate X Men and had some huge long character history. No. Nope. He was written for like five issues. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to make Jimmy Hudson happen. Stop. And Bloodstorm. Ugh. Dakin, I'm all about. But the other ones, they need to go away. Love Dakin. Dakin really held his own against that poison guy. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Love it. Yeah. Love it. I cannot wait for that next issue. But then, so I think they're being, I think gold and blue are being canceled. Oh, one more thing. I'm sorry. They're being canceled at number 36. Let me finish that thought. These were issues 30. Kurt Wagner. What are you doing? Oh, Kurt Wagner said he was going to propose to Rachel. What? What? Well, all the future, it looks like all the next gold is all dealing with evil Rachel. Yeah. So So that's going to end horribly. Fingies crossed. We love to have Kurt suffer and hopefully Rachel will be dead. She's going to be killed. Oh my God. You guys, Rachel Summers is going to (laughs) die. Yeah. You heard it here first. Rachel Summer has got a big old bullseye on her forehead. This is how she's going to die. Because as I have always said, and I predicted one before, it was for some previous event and it didn't happen how she was going to die. So this is how I want her to die. Picture it. She, a Kurt proposes to her. She turns evil and the only way that they can reach her is Kurt goes to her while she's evil hound Rachel. And he goes, but I was going to marry you. And that somehow sinks in and then she comes out of it. And then she kills Ahab or whoever the fuck's Cassandra Nova or whoever the fuck. She like defeats him and then they decide to get married. They get married. They elope in Vegas. But because they're poor, they don't have enough money. They have to stay in a cheap hotel. And on the night of the wedding night, (laughs) Kurt is like, I will be right back. I want to go. I have a surprise for you. And he decides to take the uh, um, one chip and he starts betting on it and he goes on a roll and he starts winning and winning and winning and hours pass by and he decide and he wins all this money. He's like, now I can take her on the proper honeymoon. I've always wanted to. And he goes up, opens the door. She's lying there dead. Carbon monoxide poisoning. And that's why you that's shouldn't what I stay. Want to that's why you should spring the money for a good hotel <laughs> when you're in Vegas. <laughs> that's why you don't stay in cheap motels. Yeah, I thought he was gonna come back. She's dead from gangrene infection because she had a little cut on her leg, and when she touched the <laughs> sheet of the bed, she got infected. <laughs> She got a staph infection. Yeah. <laughs> staph is no laugh, I as Rosie cannot, O'Donnell said. I'm like, I'm all, every issue of X-Men Gold, I'm going to be like, is this the one where Rachel dies? I know. Isn't it awful? You're like reading like, will you die, please? Yes. Oh, my God. There's There can be only one, and she's back. So many couples. There's so many couples. I think we should play a little game. What do you want to play? I think we should be, okay, so many couples, and all of them are boring, monogamous couples. I think we need to open up the X-Men's minds. If they're so about freedom and being who you are, I think there needs to be some more open relationships. (gasps) There needs to be some thruples. There needs to be some polyamory. I agree. Because honestly, when Gambit got married, I'm like, he's still going to fuck other women, right? Yeah, and Ro- of course, because you know Rogue's powers are going to go haywire and she's not going to have control over them, and then they're not going to be able to fuck. But also, it should be okay, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Well. So, how should we... There's so many ways to slice and dice this. There are, like... Well, let's, let's just say right now, all of these couples have problems. But let's say if they opened up to a thruple okay. or a polyamorous so established relationship... Couples. Let's go to do established couples, and who would we add to uh, to 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 make their any of their problems? Who would right. solve their marital problems? Who would be their guest with benefits? Yeah. So Kitty and Colossus, what do they need? So Kitty and Colossus's problem is uncertainty. 
Like they just, and they also cannot kind of communicate how they feel. They both felt something was wrong. They, they said something was wrong, and, but they can never, like, we never really understood what it was about. I think it was sex. It was probably sex, right? Which means that's why I think Star-Lord, who they pretty much the only yeah. thing they had was in the sheets. Yeah. Star-Lord needs to come back and he they're going to ha- and then he and because Colossus is an artist that clearly means he's bi. And he is that and then he's going to do both of them. I love it. Um Havoc and Polaris. I mean, these are two we feel they're oh, about, they're Jesus. about to get together soon. They've got a lot of problems. Like, what are they facing right now? Havoc doesn't really know who he is, so maybe Havoc needs somebody who can help Polaris kind of straighten him out and show him the man that he could be. Who would that be? Um, I am gonna say that probably should be. It probably should be Emma Frost. <laughs> <laughs> but they've already fucking too I think that had Yeah I mean I think there's a latent fucking. I mean if they weren't I think there's like a lot of a late, latent fucking Polaris and Emma kind of joined forces To get Havoc back So I feel like it, that shouldn't be a one time thing Like I feel like Emma and Polaris Should continue to work to create to, to build the Alex Summers That they know and love back What if while they were building it They fall in love with each other And they just don't understand And then Havoc walks in on them Making out And he's like What is going on? What's going on? And they're like We're sorry But maybe you don't have to leave And then Havoc's the third Emma's not the third And then Havoc's the third Yeah Yeah Yeah, that's how that goes down I like that Yeah I like that Um, Let's go uh, Rogan Gambit Who yeah, I mean, I feel like Rogue and Gambit, they, they've worked out their shit, they're super happy, and I feel like if they were to bring in a third, it would just be for pure sexual exploration. Yeah, just for fun. Like, just for fucking. Just for... So, honestly, maybe it would be Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, I do think it would be Deadpool. I really do. Because um, Deadpool probably not only finds um, Gambit attractive, but also would want to hate fuck Gambit while we, yeah. while like smiling and winking at rogue. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. What about outside the X universe? Reed and Sue. Do you I mean they Well, I mean is Namor too obvious a choice? Yeah, yeah. I I feel like it wouldn't work out. I feel like they need to try a new third. May I recommend Johnny Storm? <laughs> <laughs> No. Well, they can't have a threesome because then there's incest involved. Yeah. So maybe what they need to do but is Reed not introduce Richards, a third. But here's the, Reed Richards, it has to be a man because Reed Richards yeah. needs, he's so uptight, he needs to get fucked. He needs to get like, fucked. He needs to, like, she needs to get a strap on, fuck him up the butt. Well, does she I think, have, she honestly, has that the would powers. probably solve all the problems. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, she can just make an invisible right. dick. A force field dick. That's the first thing I would do if I was Sue Storm. I would make an invisible dick and I would go to town on Reed's ass. Yeah. But then he'll get a taste for it and he'll be like, I need the real thing. Yeah, so... And then they'll have to go about town, and who would it be? No, and he's like, I want more. I want more. So yeah. he has to get the Iron Fist. I feel like it wouldn't be. Oh, <laughs> you, you think it'd be Iron Fist? <laughs> Reed just needs a good Iron Fisting. <laughs> the Iron Fister. You know who I think it would be? I think it would be Karnak from the Inhumans. <laughs> I think like he would like touch Reed. He would probably be amazing points. in bed. Oh, he's probably like the ultimate fuck in the Marvel universe, other than Nightcrawler, of course. <laughs> All right, so Reed and Sue and Karnak. <laughs> and so, who do you think like who do you think our polys are? Like, who do you think of the people that are like, if I'm ever in a relationship, they better expect to be in other relationships too. I think Hulkling and Wiccan need to definitely be poly and open. Yeah, for sure. Um, who? What are other couple? Know who I think should be poly is Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Yeah, I'd volunteer. Yeah, they're progressive. They're progressive. Maybe like, is there is there like a, a couple on the Runaways that you think might want to open? Are no couples on the Runaways uh, right now. Interesting. Uh, what's her name? Lightspeed, Julie Powers just dumped Carolina. Damn. 
Oh, because yeah, she's she young now. Her. Yeah, she's young now. Yeah, and then Gert and Chase can't get together because he pulled her from the past, and now he's um, 20 and she's 15, so they can't be together. So everybody's single. What about a good old-fashioned all-male thruple? Should we go with like either Wiccan and Hulkling or Richter and Shatterstar? Well, Richter and Shatterstar clearly have an open thing going yeah, on already. Oh, clearly. I think that's already been established. Yeah. But then there's also, where does Iceman fit in all of this? And North I Star. think Iceman and Northstar are... Hmm. Northstar's husband needs to be killed. Yeah, absolutely. And then replaced with Iceman. But I do think maybe like Wiccan and Hulkling like once in a while, Hulkling and Northstar fuck around, and once in a while Wiccan and, I- Wiccan and Iceman fuck around... But, like, they never have foursomes. Like, maybe oh, they do ones, but it gets they're weird. They're like swingers. Like they're swingers, swingers, yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. Got it. What about outside the Marvel Universe? Well, interesting. Um, Batman and Catwoman. Oh, yeah. They're, they're probably going into an open marriage right now. Well, I feel there's a bat and a cat, so it would need to be someone with a hat. I don't know. A rat. Um, someone, someone who's really fat. Uh, who, who, I feel like the sex would be really good. I don't, are they okay as a monogamous couple? I think Batman and Catwoman might be our first leave a monogamous couple. Cause who, leave who, a monogamous. who else are you going to? Yeah. What? Cause what? they each are so like opposite ends of the coin. What do they need to be filled? Right. And they're both like the like just the ultimate expression of male and female. Unless Catwoman is like, I want to get Eiffel Towered. Yeah, yeah. Who would be the bro to do her from behind to high five Batman? Robin. I mean, oh Robin, right? Like Nightwing. So Nightwing. Oh my God, Nightwing. Okay, all right, there you go. There we go. Get a little night. Give her a little. And then in the middle of it, when they high five, Batman's like, "Remember when I used to do this to you?" <laughs> and then that stupid Comics Code Authority got involved. <laughs> dun dun dun. Hey, um, speaking of Batman, uh, ew! I read a DC book. You did. I did. I did. And in fact, I did too. it started with Bat. You read Batwoman. I read Batgirl. Number Bat 24. Girl. Bat Girl number 24 by Sean Eldridge and Scott Godlewski. Who's Batgirl now? Because isn't Bat I thought Batgirl was Oracle. It is Oracle. It's Barbara Gordon. I don't know. Wait. All these DC Oh, resets. is it because of rebirth that yeah. she's back? Does she walk in the can she walk? She can walk. She's in college. She's like on the younger side. What? Yeah. I miss Professor X wheelchair Oracle, Barbara Gordon. But you know what? Who this feels like? This feels like um, like Yvonne Craig, Batman '66, Batgirl. Uh, yeah. Hey, the, speaking of, just remember Birds of Prey. Sure, Black Canary, Batgirl, t- or the, Oracle. No, but the TV show, the TV show. Oh shit! That lasted for like three episodes in like the early 2000s. Oh my god, I forgot. And that was Huntress, Canary, and, and Oracle, right? Yeah, I think we need to like find that and rewatch it. Oh and do like my a, god. We should rewatch it and then just do a review. Oh my god, yes. Of it. <laughs> yes. We'll live tweet it. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, how was so how was Backer? Was it issue 1 or are you reading um, it in the it's middle like, of it? It's like it's like the first of it's number 24. But it is the oh, okay. it seems like the first of a story arc and again, oh, okay. I don't like I really can't keep rebirth stuff straight in my head. I wish I could. Um all these characters feel very young. Like it's against Two-Face. The issue is is her facing off against Two Face, and Two Face seems very young, fresh, and new. Like she had to explain uh. who he is, and the Harvey Dent side looked really young. And he he was kind of like a two bit crook. He wasn't like highfalutin, powerful Two Face. Wait, did, but didn't Two Face start out as like a decent person and then became evil? Yeah, Harvey Dent. DA or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what the backstory with this particular two faces. I don't think they changed it. I think it's still Harvey Dent. But it was just it was weird. He was a more casual two face. 
And um, so it's about casual. What does he mean? Oh, it said tails, but you know. Yeah, you know he's yeah, he's usually like in, a, in a nice suit. <laughs> he's usually in, they, I think he had like a jacket and a shirt and jeans on. I was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, oh, like Casual Friday. Yeah. No, oh, no, he wasn't like more open to conversation or anything like that. Uh, it's about Barbara Gordon finding out from another friend from college. I mean, she might have just been recently graduated. That an, another friend they know has been taken to the hospital a number of times. He keeps getting beat up. So oh. like, and I think they hint like a connection to crime. So Barbara Gordon investigates and finds out he is a hacker for two face. Um, and then the guy, like she beats up all two faces guys. It's just two face Batgirl, and the dude that she's trying to save the dude, like whacks her over the head from behind with his laptop, knocks her out. And then he whacks, two-face with the laptop out they wake up tied to chairs and he's like batgirl i'm sorry that you are here to see this but i'm murdering two-face um because he is impl- he, he killed my parents uh wait who said this the kid that batgirl was trying to save the hacker the hacker so the reason okay. the, the like she was like who keeps beating you up and she's like he's like it's batman because i kept volunteering for like all of these crimes to do like for Two-Face knowing I would get my ass kicked um, just to get up the ladder so I can get close enough to Two-Face to kill him. I've been working on this for five years. So Batman's beating him up? Well, because he was a crook. He was a low-life crook working his way up Wait, through... but did Batman beat him up and didn't take him to jail? He just would beat him up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. Oh, I guess that's how Batman works in Rebirth. <laughs> yeah, that's how he rolls in Rebirth. I'm just going to kick your ass. <laughs> I kicked your ass and I'm leaving you lying there. No note for you. No note to the cops for you. So Batgirl is basically like, don't kill him, don't kill him, don't kill him. And then he goes to kill him and she's like, no. And she saves Two-Face. And she's like, you'll never walk away from that. You, you know how it goes. I can't let you kill him because you'll never walk away from that decision. Yep. It will haunt you for Once the you rest kill of your someone, life. you'll never be the same. Blah, 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 This blah, will blah, haunt blah. you for You know how it is. Um, I wonder if like a, a former vet is reading this being like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> Any of that story. I, you know what? I want to write a story where someone's like, once you turn away, you'll never. I'm like, I know. I, heard. <laughs> I know. Boom. I know. I know that. I've seen movies. I know. I'll never walk away. It'll haunt me forever. I get it. I get it. I know. I would be the character in DC. Like if the Joker then like kills all these people and is like, oh, Joker. I'm like, well, you know, if you killed him that other time. Right. None of this would then be my, happening. My uncle would be Just alive. Bring it up. Just saying. Here's my tally of how many people have died since you wouldn't kill the Joker. Um, so, so have fun with that. I so Was it good? Yeah, it's okay. I mean, Barbara Gordon these days seems to be... Um, you know, kind of a um, optimistic. She's she's not a dark character by any by any stretch. Stretch. Um, she's not lesin out. That's just Batwoman, right? Yeah, she's no Batgirl isn't lesin out. Um, really quick though, you know who should be lesin out is Ileana. Ileana, we forgot to say this. Come out, come out, Ileana. Come out, come out already. Has she ever had a relationship? Never. With anybody? She's a lesbian. Yeah. Um. Anyway, back to Batgirl, who is not a lesbian. I give her book. <laughs> Two ooze. Ew, ew. No, um, I'll give it three. Ew, ew, ew. Wasn't that great? It was kind of basic. No. Batgirl's a basic bitch. Basic bitch. Basic Batgirl bitch. What'd you read? I was, I'm reading Man of Steel because it's Brian Michael Bendis and I love everything he does. And he's a great writer. And I will say, um, I feel like he's definitely trying to like, He's trying to, like, make a statement. Like, hey, I'm making my mark on the DC uh, universe. Already? Yes. And I think he's he wants to go in big. He's trying too but hard. But he's being very subtle. He's adding the comedy in very subtle places. So it's not overtly comedic as in, like, Spider-Man and New Avengers and, like, other things that he does. But I definitely, he's, like, trying to kind of meld his vibe like oh i can be a superman comic and then i'll take it over and make it mine so i definitely feel like he's trying to like very calculatingly move his way in that being said it's way better than the action comics i was reading before any of the other superman plots i thought were all boring and stupid and just the way he writes is better plot line is a little like 
eh. Like, it's about how he decided that it turns out, like, do you know what, how Krypton blew up? No. Tragically? Well, I think it was like there was a problem with the core of the planet or whatever. Sure. But now it turns out that the elder gods have all decided, like, Krypton is getting too strong and they're taking over and they're too aggressive. And this guy's like, yeah, we just need to blow their planet up. And all of them are like, what? No. No. <laughs> like, we're not going to do genocide. So, no, we're not doing that. And then the thing ends with the planet blowing up. And then the this – the and I, I didn't realize they were releasing it every week. So there's been, like, already four oh. or five issues. So the next issue, you see like two of the elders being like, the guy comes and he's like, all right, Krypton was on your watch. How did you not see this? How did you know this was not coming? This clearly, some guy comes saying we need to blow up Krypton and then Krypton blows up. He clearly did it. And the guy's like, um, if he was able to do this without me knowing, that means he could do it to any of our planets. So let's just pretend it was an accident. Oh, shit. <laughs> and the guys were like, yeah, you're right. We don't even, yeah, if he was capable of doing it on his own, we probably should just lay low. So it's in the past showing that. Meanwhile, Superman is flying around saving everybody, but his son and Lois are gone. And everyone's like, where did she go? And he's like, uh, she's on assignment. And they keep flashing back to Superman seeing this white light and someone comes out of this like spaceship. And it turns out that it's uh, Jor-El, his dad. Mm-hmm. And he's basically like, you're dead to me. You're a disappointment, son. But you're my grandson, I want to take him around the universe and show him the truth of his powers and what he really can be. Because you're, it's too late. I can't reach through to you. You're a little goody-goody and spoiled. And he's like, you're not taking my kid. And it ends with him literally being like, you're not taking my kid. But then his kid, what's his kid's name? I don't know. Um, what, son L? We'll, we'll call him Scrappy. So Scrappy is like, he's like, uh, well, Dad, I hate to break it to you, but I'm going to go. Of course he is, little shit. And so, and clearly since it's, and that's in the past. So then since Lois is gone, it's clearly she must have gone with him. She hits her And I think he's only taking him for like the summer or something. But meanwhile, uh, so do you know about um, Kandar? Yeah, the lost city of Kandor, the miniature. That little, it's yeah. like the little miniature city. Yeah, I watched well, Super Friends as a kid. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, so uh, this guy, I forget what his name. His name is like Ragar Zolazar. Yeah, Ragnar uh, Zolar. Zbaro. Yeah. Pizza Zbaro. Mm-hmm. I don't know Zbaro. what his name is. It's Zbaro. Like anyway, Zbaro is like, uh, he's at some bar and people are like, blah, 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 blah. And then they were like, oh, you're doing, the, you're wearing this chain. And then he was like, oh, yeah, this is like, I destroyed this planet or whatever. And then they're like, oh, that reminds me of like the symbol that Superman wears. He's like, what? And he's like, oh, yeah, there's all these like Kryptonians on Earth. And he's like, all right, I gotta go. So he flies to Earth, finds the Fortress of Solitude, and just kill and does genocide on the whole Kandar. So Superman hears, like, I hear an alarm. I hear the alarm, and he flies to the Fortress of Solitude, and the whole city, it's just the whole city's been destroyed. And then Supergirl comes, and then she's all freaking out. She's like, who the fuck killed? There were six million people. They're all dead. Oh, my God. Like, this little major city, they're all dead. Oh, my God. And then they're like, ah! So, uh, So then they're, like, flying around finding him. There's a huge fight. Um, the fighting is actually pretty good. Um, and it turns out he has the same – they didn't say he's Kryptonian, but he has the same thing with the yellow sun is giving him super mm-hmm. strength. So he is a total match to both of them. He just hands both of them their asses. He fl- Superman has to get him out of Metropolis, flies him to the moon, and literally this guy just kicks his ass. And uh, – and his goal is he's like, I have to cleanse. Oh, here we I go. I have to cleanse the clue. There can be no Kryptonians. They need to be all be gone. Um, so he disappears. They can't find him. And then Superman's like, oh, fuck. I know where he is. And he digs to the center of the earth. And there he is in the center of the earth about to blow up off earth. So is he left. the guy that blew up Krypton? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Does he remember that he blew up Krypton? 
Yes. Okay. Yes. That's why he was like, oh, there's another Kryptonian. I didn't kill them all. Oh, all right. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. So he's like, oh, I need to go, got to go take care of that. Need to make, tie up all my loose ends. So he's like the OG Superman villain. Like, I'm the one that destroyed Krypton. Yeah. And killed your father who turned out to be alive. Yeah. All right. So it was good. I liked it. I like where it's going. Bendis. Um, and the draw and the art is really good. So I only give it one ew. Oh, ew. Yeah, I'm liking it. All right, great. That's great. Well, let's wrap it up there on a note of positivity. Yay! Yay! Fantastic. Um, maybe I'll positive. start reading that. Positive. Let's be more positive. So, is next week the X Men issue with Emma, or no? We have to wait like two weeks. Well, the X-Men Blue was just released this week, so it might be a month. It's coming out sooner than that. They're banging yeah, they're those out. Just trying to get, they're trying to get them all out because they're canceling it. Yeah, exactly. Um, what fun. Really quick, uh, last thing we'll do. So Astonishing X-Men, Matthew Rosenberg's Astonishing X-Men dropped today when this episode drops. Uh, and that's our team of Havoc, Beast, Dazzler, Colossus, and Warpath. Uh, he has said these are all X-Men who have fallen from grace in one way or another. He's also teasing a huge, surprising, and fun sixth team member. Real quick, who do you say it is? I want it to be Emma. It could be. But if it's surprising. What's surprising? What does that mean? What is it, like Howard the Duck? Yeah, right? Um, if the theme is fallen from grace, I say, and considering who the writer is, I say it's Danny Moonstar. Wait, why, what did he write? He writes New Mutants. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Oh, Danny. He just introduced her. her. He just introduced her in the latest issue of New Mutants. She had a big role to play in that. Bring her powers back. I'm saying, I'm calling Danny Moonstar. I'm calling it. I love it. I still want it to be Emma. It, oh, it's either going to be Emma or Danny Moonstar. It's got to be a lady because it's four dudes and a lady. So you got to. Yeah, we can't have just another, gangbang Dazzler. can't just gangbang Dazzler as much as. That as she would sounds, love that. As she would love that. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's my, that's my prediction is that the sixth member of Astonishing X Men is going to be Danny Moonstar. Well, we'll find, if you want to find out if we're right, read X-Men comics and tune in next week for more Comic Book Queers Legacy. And remember, everybody, if you read comics, dun, dun, dun. then that makes you queer. queer. Bye. Bye. Bye.